Your mic is muted, I think, bro. Okay. Yeah, man. <laughs> that thing be coming in hot, boy. Yeah, I'm telling you. No warning or nothing. You're like, oh, okay. Right? <laughs> it don't even go slow. It just goes like that. It's right just coming real fast, right into it. Yes, but um, <laughs> what's up, everyone? Welcome to uh, One Faith. This is um, your boy, T. And, of course, I have my co-host, Marcus, here with me. Um, and today... We have a very special guest. If you're wondering why we're on this Friday instead of Wednesday, Wednesday is our typical normal day of doing this. But um, instead, we're doing it this Friday, mainly because we have a special guest with us. Um, this was actually supposed to be a live event, um, but we actually um, turned into a virtual type of thing. Um, and we thank God that we have this wonderful man of God with us today because he is such an awesome Awesome presence, an awesome man of God. Uh, he's a great, great dear friend of mine. Uh, I can speak very highly of him forever, you know, because he's just a great person. But before I bring him up, I do want to invite you guys to please share this live stream right now. Click, click the like button, click the love button. And also, if you were a part of the conversation last Wednesday, uh, if you uh, listened to us talk about who is Jesus, you know, I've been putting a whole bunch of content about that conversation out as of late. If you love that content, hit the like button right now. Go check it out. If you missed the entire conversation, go and check it out. It's live uh, or it's posted on our YouTube page at We Are One Faith. While you're on our YouTube page, go ahead and click that subscribe button. Like the, like the video, like this video. You can actually watch this video on YouTube if you're not watching on YouTube already. Uh, but definitely check it out. Um, and, you know, we're going to continue on with this with this series. This series, uh, Fundamentals, is all about breaking down um, the core, I would say, tenets or the core principles of our Christian faith uh, to a very basic fundamental level. Um, I, I know that, you know, a lot of people are like, well, why would you do that? You know, I'm really looking out for those who are not Christians or those who are of, of other faiths, of other beliefs, and they're trying to figure out, you know, why do we do certain things that we do as Christians? And so, and not only that, but the Lord really placed this on my heart to really uh, have this type of conversation um, in this season. Uh, we're just breaking things down on a fundamental basis. So as you guys are coming in, you know, we are talking about who is Holy Spirit today. Uh, we kicked it off with who is Jesus last week. Today we're doing who is Holy Spirit. Um, and of course, we have my special guest today, uh, my friend, my brother. Um, and and I just really appreciate this man of God right here. Pastor Daryl Williams. Welcome, man of God. How you doing today? All right, all right. How you guys doing? Doing good, doing good. So we uh, have you here, man. Uh, I'm excited to have you here. It's it's been a long time coming. <laughs> it has because uh, I know you are a um, you know a, a big supporter of our uh, ministry and the things that we're doing. And I appreciate you um, wholeheartedly, 100 percent, for the things that you have um, put into us and have put like a battery into us to help us uh, continue to move forward in the things that we're doing. And so I want to give you this opportunity, you know, to go ahead and introduce yourself, introduce your church, let everyone know who you are and what you're all about. Well, you know, I'm so glad to be here, man. No problem. I'm going to send my consultant bill over to you. 
Uh, you'll see that, and you should see that in your email box pretty soon. <laughs> but, but, man, it is always good, man, to hang out with you, TJ. Good to meet you. Um, and good to meet you, my brother, that's with us today. And um, it's, it's so good to just be fellowshipping with one faith. You know, I really believe that God is just going to, when you and I talk about, we talk about how, um, you know, you God has just given you a gift to be able to uh, reach and serve those who, um, you know, are just trying to gain understanding, you know, of what, you know, what the faith is. You know, I think, you know, there was a time when we could assume um, people had understanding of who Jesus is, who the what the word of God is. I mean, we're living in a different day. Uh, we're living in a post-Christian society. And, you know, to be able to really sit down and explain to people, you know, when we were growing up, you know, we did things because your mama told you or, you know, you go to church, you know, you're told not to question God. But that doesn't that doesn't mean we can't ask God questions. You know, so thank you you know, for having this platform where we can ask questions and learn and grow. Um, and so in that people who are near to God, far from God, wherever they may be, they may be able to find some place to, you know, have that type of, you know, safe conversation. Exactly, exactly. And that's what this is all about. You know, we want to open this up to where people can have that basic level of understanding or that basic level of, of really questioning. And we can provide the answers for them in regards to whatever their questions are. Um, and before we move forward, I do want to give a shout out real quick. If you see my T-shirt, Forgiven, shout out to the Forgiveness Movement with Brandy Banks. You know, she's an awesome woman of God. Um, and, you know, I'm representing her today. I don't know if she's on Facebook right now or not, but <laughs> representing her. That's my sister in Christ. So, Pastor Daryl, um, I'm kicking it off with, with this one basic question, um, to be honest with you. Because when we look at, you know, what a lot of people have said about the Holy Ghost and a lot of things that pertain to the Holy Ghost, a lot of people like to separate him or or, or like to categorize him as her or whatever. But, you know, we want to know, you know, from the basic level of understanding, what is the Holy Spirit? Should we address Holy Spirit as Holy Spirit? Or should we address Holy Spirit as the Holy Spirit um, in regards to that? Yeah, I don't um, I don't know that the definite article matters as much as the holy. Right. I mean, so he is only spirit that is holy, you know, because he wholly comes from the father, you know, who in the you know, Jesus said, be holy as my heavenly father is holy. Um, and so, you know, God's holiness is our is the standard, you know, that we apply our lives to a lot of times, um, you know, when we are looking at, you know, you know, who to compare ourselves to, um, you know, God gave us a standard of who we should compare ourselves to and it's him, you know? So, um, so I think it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the name, it's the brand, you know, that matters probably more than the article. Right. And as, as long as we understand his, he, who, the holiness of who he is, I think we're fine on that end. Um, if I had to probably explain, um, try to explain who the Holy Spirit is. You know, it's it's difficult in our day. You know, we grew up, you know, all of us have grown up with horror movies and those types of things. So when we think of spirits, we think of Casper, we think of Ghostbusters, we think of ghosts. Um, but the Holy Spirit is not a ghost, although we call him the Holy Ghost, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Bible says Jesus gave up the ghost. It was probably more his spirit, you know, that he gave. And so, um, you know, and, and in that, I think we can find some definition. You know, I think definitions is is important, especially when you're talking about the Holy Spirit, because he can seem so the idea of him can seem so um, fluid. Right. And so um, I think it, the way I would describe the Holy Spirit to a person um, is, you know, I would just think about ourselves first. Like we are not just 
our physical bodies. We have physical bodies that you can look at in the mirror and see, you can feel, you can touch. Um, but there is a part of you that and I that is just as real, uh, but cannot be felt or touched physically, right? Because you know, when we think of things that are real, we only think of things we can see with our senses, see, feel, taste. But there's a part of there's a part of you and I that's very real that you cannot touch. You know, that's our personality, our mindset, our mentality, you know, our joyfulness, our happiness, you know, our our, you know, some, you know, some people you um, you you know you grew up in, you know, there are some or you came over, you just know people at work or or family members that you say, man, they just mean spirited. You know what I mean? So yeah. so there's a part of us that is our spirit, right? There's in there's an intangible presence that we all have mm -hmm. um, that God made us with, and we are made in the image of God. So in the same way, just like we have an intangible presence, an intangible persona, an intangible part of us. Um, that is very just as real as our physical bodies. Um, the Holy Spirit is God's this intangible persona, intangible presence of God that is just as real. You know, it is God the Spirit, God His persona, just as real as God the Son. You know, Jesus Christ. So this, if I was explaining it to someone, that's probably one of the explanations I would probably give. Yeah. And, and I love that because when we look at um, just our own spirits in and of itself and our own beings, you know, that, I think that's a wonderful breakdown of what Holy Spirit really is. Because when we look in the Bible and it says that, you know, Jesus said, I will go and I'm leaving you a comforter, the Holy Spirit, to really comfort you, to be there with you. You know, I find that to be interesting because, you know, oftentimes when we you know, attribute um, the, I would say the attributes or any of the personalities or things of the Holy Spirit, you know, that that comforting piece is not one of them. You know, we often say, well, the Holy Spirit, you know, help me do this or the Holy Spirit help do that. But, you know, that comforting piece of really calming you down, keeping you in check, you know, Absolutely. really covering you and being there for you. You know, it, it adds another layer to what Holy Spirit is outside of what a lot of people actually try to attribute what the Holy Spirit truly is. Um, and so I, I I want to kind of pivot real quick. <clears throat> Those who are watching, if you're if you're watching, we are talking about who is Holy Spirit um, here on One Faith within our new series called Fundamentals. We are here with Pastor Daryl Williams of Ascend Worship Church. Um, and he just gave us a great understanding of who Holy Spirit is. Um, now, before I jump into the next part of our conversation, bro, Mark, Marcus, do you have any questions, any comments, anything that you want to add to this conversation? Um, absolutely. Um, I love the breakdown because it's very important um, to what pastor said, because a lot of times we put, like you said, TJ, things in place of the Holy Spirit, you know, even from, you know, our appetites. You know what I mean? When the Holy Spirit should be leading us, we're led by the things that, you know, we're eating and having no idea that we can attach ourselves to different spirits. Uh, and my question, Pastor, I do have one question that I wrote down is why is the Holy Spirit important as a believer? Mm. Um, there's a lot of. So that's a very it's a very broad question. So I'm going to try to I'm going to try to narrow it. Right. I mean, so. Um, Oh, I'll give a few. How about that? So, um, again, you know, I think if we use that analogy of the Holy Spirit as God's persona, the intangible presence and person of God, um, you know, think about, again, you know, how 
your the the power that the the human spirit has. Your again, your spirit can be hateful, it can be loving, your spirit can be jealous, it can be happy. Um, your spirit can negatively influence others or positively influence others. You had people, you know, we've had people to come into the office and their whole their spirit changed the whole climate of the room, right? Now everybody is kind of adjusting to their spirit, right? And I'm um, the same way, you know, our spirits in and of themselves, our own human spirits, you know, they can motivate us to do great things. They can depress us from doing anything. Um, you know, our spirit can rub off on others. Our spirits can be transferred to others. Think about our children. You, yeah, There are people that never met their dads, but act just like them, you know, because that they have the spirit of their father and it's not biological. Right. And so um, so I think in the same way, those same analogies give us some significance of who and why the Holy Spirit is important. Again, because the Holy Spirit, the Bible says in, the, in his presence, in his spirit is the fullness of joy, um, that the kingdom is righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Right. And so the joy that the Holy Spirit gives, the happiness that the Holy Spirit gives is an eternal joy and eternal happiness that we don't have to go outside of ourselves to pursue. Right. We don't we don't have to go into, you know, it, you know, because a lot of times we look for external things to make us happy, external things to give us joy. We look at our careers, our jobs, our relationships, our social media follows, our likes, our successes. Um, but and those things won't give us happiness all the time. We, we said this in church class uh, a few weeks ago, you know, that you know, we're we're actually being fooled in a lot of ways because we, we want our happiness to come from social media. A lot of people are depressed because of social media, because they're seeing a constant barrages of people's happy days. Right. And, yeah. and, and look, we we only post the things that are happy days. We don't post the bad days. Right. We don't post the struggle days. We don't post the, the depressed days. We don't post the days that I'm questioning, you know, why my calling in my life? You know, we don't quit post all of those. And we only post the good days. So when you see this barrage of happy days, you look at yourself and say, well, man, my life must be bad because everybody seems to be doing good. But when you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us and we have God's spirit, his spirit gives us a joy that doesn't necessarily have to come from external things. Give me another example. The woman at the well that Jesus was talking to, remember, he goes up to this woman. Um, he offers her the living water of the Holy Spirit. Now, she, when he, it takes him a while to really get her to understand that when he's talking about this thirst that she has, that he's going to fulfill it with the Holy Spirit. Once she gets it, she says, yeah, give me this so I won't thirst again. And he says, OK, I'll tell you what, before I do that, go home and bring your husband with you. So Jesus like, wait, and so the woman like, wait a minute, now you all in my business now, Jesus. But I, I, you know, you must be following me. You must be lurking on my page, Jesus. And, right. and so the man, and so Jesus said, she says, I don't have, I don't have, I ain't got no husband. I don't have a husband. And so Jesus says, you're right. that Because the man you're living with now is not your husband. You've had five husbands. Mm -hmm. And so really what he's doing is he's exposing her thirst. He's exposing that she's been looking and thirsting for something that she's been trying to find in these relationships from man, one man to another, one relationship to another. And we do the same thing. I remember when I came to Christ, it was like I found in my mind, I found the answer to what I was thirsting for and all the stuff, all the dirt I was doing, all the things I was drinking, all the th all of the things I was looking for, that thirst was satisfied in him. So I would say the two, one, just two of the things that is just that's important uh, or, or why we should have the Holy Spirit is one, because he, the Holy Spirit, satisfies those places in our lives, you know, that we're looking for. Um, and then he gives us an eternal happiness 
and eternal and internal and eternal joy that we don't have to get it from external sources. I think you, you hit it on the head, Pastor. And that, that was the reason I asked you, because a lot of times, like I was stating earlier, uh, people are looking for things that God is automatically give us, has given us. And if we tap into that Holy Spirit uh, or we tap into the Holy Spirit, because the Bible says he will give us a comforter. You know what I mean? We won't be orphans. You know, we won't be without. So we have something that can lead us and guide us if we just be patient. I think the problem is, is that we keep trying to do it ourselves. And then we question our belief. We question which direction we're going in because we're not giving the Holy Spirit a chance to lead us and guide us, even in our decisions. Um, I'm finding that that's very important even now. Like our decisions, have we have to be led by the Spirit of God because the Bible tells us to, it doesn't, it never tells us to trust in anything but God. That's the only thing that we, we can't even trust in ourselves. So the so it's important that people understand as believers why we need the Holy Spirit on a regular basis, not just when we're in the four walls of a building, not when just the praise is high and different things, but we need it consistently, even in our craft. Uh, so thank you, Pastor. Yeah, I think one of the things I know TJ is about to ask another question, probably going in this vein, um, but I think one of the ways we've done a disservice in some ways to the world to those who would want the Holy Spirit is if we've limited the definition of Holy Spirit to shout shouting. Oh, wow. Yeah. You get the Holy Ghost when you shout. Right. Uh, right. Now, now let me qualify this. I'm not a church basher. You'll never hear me bash church. Well, right. I might bash some foolishness in church, right? but not <laughs> the church. Right. Um, but and I love to praise the Lord. Listen, if it, you know, I, there are some things that I can't. My five steps won't get me out of. I've got to dance Come and on. praise the Lord too. David, <laughs> right. dance. I'm gonna dance. You know, yes, so look, I dance in the club. I was at the club because some of you, some of the older heads might remember Kamikazes. I was at Kamikazes every Saturday night uh, <laughs> when I was in the world. And so when I got saved, you know, I'm gonna give God the same kind of dance. And so, so I'm not bashing that. I'm not saying anything's wrong with it. shout. But we've limited getting getting the Holy Spirit to to shouting when he does so much more, when 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 he is so much more, when he avails himself so much more. He is God's spirit living on the inside of us, available to live on the inside of us. That, again, satisfies these thirsts that we have, you know, that gives us these joys that that leads us into all truth. Right. Um I remember being, you know, when I first came to Christ, I needed to know if this thing I believed in was real because the saints told me for God, I live and for God, I'll die. Right. And so if I'm going to die for this, wait a minute, if I'm going to die for this, I need to know it's real. So I need to have my questions answered. And I remember God's spirit leading me and guiding me to have my questions answered about what the truth was. And, and, and again, we live in a generation, you know, that's, that's agnostic, that's skeptical. They're skeptical of truth. They're skeptical of authority figures. They're skeptical of these types of things. And they need to understand the truth. And the Holy Spirit is the one that does that. And so I think, again, there are so many things that the Holy Spirit makes himself available for for this generation that if we put them in a box to say, now, again, get the Holy Ghost. Look, when again, I I hope Sunday I plan to get the Holy Ghost through shout on Sunday, praising the Lord. But on Monday, when I'm trying to deal with these questions about the realities of the world, my life, the word of God and the questions that I have, the real questions I have, like when my mom died, you know, of cancer. And I'm like, man, she prayed every day. And, you know, how does, you know, all these, you know, people out here doing a whole lot of things 
how she, how they live and she died. I needed the Holy Spirit to lead me into truth. You know, and mm-hmm. so again, you know, I think though that who he is as a spirit of truth will do more to help this generation, I think, and the, and the people that are living in our times, you know, than we could ever imagine. And you know what, Pastor, you, you hit on something that was very powerful there. You said, and you kind of, I, I can resonate with that too. I have people that, you know, that have passed on in my life. My, my mom passed. I have friends that have passed away. Um, Marcus, you recently had a brother, a friend of yours that just passed away. Um, and our condolences go out to uh, Lamont's family. Uh, but at the same time, it's like, you know, we often think, or you know, why would God take these people away? And yet he would leave all these scrum, <laughs> all these people here that like are just dirty, nasty or whatever. And it's like when we think about this on that level and I, I put a post out there out, out there on, on Instagram and on Facebook. I don't think I put on Facebook, on Instagram a while back. You know, it really takes the Holy Spirit, what you're saying, the Holy Spirit to really navigate and help us through those emotions, through those feelings. Because, yes, we feel some type of way about all of these other people still being alive. And yet our loved ones who we truly love and know they have the Holy Ghost have gone on to be with the Lord. But yet we're still stuck here with demons. We're still stuck here with Satan and his little army. But at the same time, it's like, you know, how can we navigate or get past that? The only way how we're able to navigate and get past that is through the Holy Spirit by God showing us that. Yes, these people are nasty. Yes, these people are demons, demonic, whatever. They may be saved on the outside, but dirty on the inside. Yes, they may be. uh, Yes, they may be who they are, but they're still God's people. And not only are they God's people, they still belong to him and his grace still um, is extended and his love is still extended to them. So we can't have that perspective of thinking like, you know, they should be dead. That only comes through the Holy Spirit showing us that, yes, we need to have a heart towards all people, regardless of who they are and what they are. Uh, and so a shout out to uh, Apostle Dickens, Apostle Mark, man, you you in these comments. And I love it. Yeah. He took them away because they were ready. And I think that's one of the hardest under I would say the hardest pill to swallow. It's a hard pill to swallow. Bro, <laughs> I mean, I, I can literally because I can relate. It took the Holy Spirit to help me understand the sovereignty of God. Mm. When things are not fair, he's still right. That's right. the Holy Spirit. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's, it's no power of our own because we can never understand God. He's That's right. We have a finite mind and he's infinite. He's just all power. He's all knowing and everything. And just trying to limit him, you know, it, it, it's not going to happen. So uh, like you said, Pastor, we have limited the Holy Spirit to the church house when in turn he's bigger than that and and people have questions and and I was and I had to minister on Sunday and that was one of the things I said it was that the diff, there there is a thin line between the believer and the non-believer and the thin line is simply uh uh is our our emotions are all the same there is no prejudice when it comes to the emotions of people yeah. so having to have the holy spirit to understand the sovereignty of god is so important you know, so we tell people, come on and be saved, but we got to we got to really prepare them for those emotions. Y'all forgive me for rambling, but this kind of this is sensitive to me a little bit. But it's, it's important because we're, we're we have to be more impactful. And I'm, I, I love to dance too, uh, Pastor. I love to dance. I love to give God praise. But we have to we have to give 
uh, the Holy Spirit a chance and people a chance to understand, you know, why David said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Because there are so many people or so many figures in the word of God um, who experienced so many things. Ezekiel, who comes to mind when God told him, he says, you can't even mourn over your wife after she dies. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That's, and he listened and, and was obedient because he knew that God was all-knowing, all-powerful. Uh, so this is, is really important. I think this separates us from the non-believer because, every, like I said, everybody experiences the same emotions and different things of that nature. You know, uh, But at the end of the day, what's going to separate us is having that Holy Ghost. Uh, yeah. So, so, yeah, I'm going to stop right there because I can keep going. No, no, no. <laughs> that's good. That's good. You know what? Uh, before I before I go back to you, Pastor, um, I wanna I do want to reiterate those are watching. You know, we are talking about who is Holy Spirit uh, within our fundamental series here on One Faith. Um, I am super excited to have Pastor um, Daryl Williams with us today as we're discussing this topic. And also, you know, I, my good friend Apostle Mark, you know, he's in the comments and he's really doing a, a great job holding the comment section down. Those who are watching, go ahead and, and hit that like button, hit that love button, and show us some love if you're really enjoying this conversation, if you love the conversation, and also share as well. Uh, share this live so that other people can be impacted by it because we're, we're we're about to go deeper into the Holy Spirit into this conversation. We are really about to. I'm not going to say we're going to go uh, downhill from here, but we're definitely about to drive off a cliff. <laughs> so, Pastor, I want to I want to kind of allude back to what you were talking about earlier about Holy Spirit. You know, it's more than just a dance, more than just a shout. But how, and this is really going back to the basic level of this, how can I, and I'm speaking as a non-believer, someone who doesn't know anything about Holy Ghost, God, or anything, how can I get the Holy Ghost? Do I have to be speaking in tongues and crazy like these other people, or do I just believe in God and or whatever and I have the Holy Ghost? Like, how do I, how do I get the Holy Ghost? Because it, 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 Oftentimes I hear in church, you got to get the Holy Ghost. You got to get the Holy Ghost. It yeah. doesn't make sense. Make it um, make sense. You get the Holy Spirit by faith. Um, so, you know, the Holy Spirit is the promise of the Father. God said that, you know, Jesus uh, Jesus said that you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit shall come upon you. Um, he said, and then he talked about in, um, in Acts, it says, you know, that you shall receive and the promises for you and for your children and all who are far off, as many as the Lord will call. Um, so the first way, the first thing about receiving the Holy Spirit um, is, you know, that you have to believe, you know, you have to believe that God, Jesus is Lord. You have to believe, you know, in Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit actually helps with that. Uh, but it's it's a matter of faith and belief. And and it's amazing, you know, how God works. You know, I didn't get filled with the Holy Spirit at church. God in uh, and I have friends that receive the Holy Spirit at church. I did not. And again, that I, I want to be careful because I know. And TJ, you know, I've talked about this before, you know, because the church is where we need people to come to once they come to Christ. Right. And so there there are. And I'm glad, you know, one faith isn't this you're able to explain without, you know, this without dispelling. Right. Because I think sometimes, you know, people explain some of the challenges of people's understanding, but they feel like they got to throw the baby out with the bath. bath water. No, we need we need the church. We need the pastor. Listen, I 
it was I was nurtured in my faith and understanding in right. church. I became a better man, a better husband right. in church, right? And that was, and I ain't just saying it because I'm Pastor Daryl. TJ, you and I were talking like that before a sin happened, right? And so, right. Um, but on the other side of that, you know, it's really about, I, I personally did not receive the Holy Spirit at church. As a matter of fact, to, to tell you a little bit of story, you know, I remember certain evangelist prophet people would come to town that I thought, thought were super spiritual. And man, I would fast and pray because I wanted the Holy Spirit. I wanted to be filled. I wanted this experience. And and man, I remember being in line, you know, they, you know, back then they had prayer lines, you know, can't do that now because of COVID, right? But back then they had prayer lines. Now they had offerings. But now they had then they had prayer lines, right? And so you you in the prayer line and you know they they just you in line and people praying for you, praying for you, praying for the next one. And I had been fasting praying, so I knew this time I'm going out. I'm going, I wanted to, you know. I know there's some people that I'm afraid of it. And th- that wasn't my experience. I wanted to feel, you know, they used to oh, there was an old quart- quartet song that says, I want to feel the power. <laughs> I wanted to feel him, right? I wanted to experience this supernatural God. And man, I, I remember I, I'm in line. There's a long line. The pastor's praying for everybody. He prayed hands on the, they laid hands on the person in front of me. Man, they fell out screaming in front of me. And he prayed for me, boot, and pushed me on through the line. Ain't nothing happened. Pray for the person behind me. They fell out. And I was upset with God. Not if I was like, <laughs> are you serious right now? Like, you know, like I'm fat. I could have ate if I knew that was gonna happen. <laughs> so, I mean, how you know, you get the person in front of me and the person behind me and skip literally skip over me. And and God is so amazing because you know, uh, a little bit after that, you know, I remember I'm in my, in my apartment, you know, living in Fayetteville at the time, and I'm in my apartment just praying. I wanted the Holy Spirit, I wanted the Holy Spirit, and but I started to hear, you know, this different language in my heart. Mm. my aunt texted me and she said, Daryl, you know, she didn't know I was praying, asking my aunt Sylvia, prophetess, evangelist, you know, when she didn't know I was praying for this, asking for this. But she texted me at that one of those very times and said, Daryl, speak the language you're hearing. It's the language of the Holy Spirit. And I end up praying, you know, and being filled with the Holy Spirit in my apartment in Fayetteville all by myself. Right. Nobody was there. You know, it was just me and God. Right. And so. I think God was saying something to me in that, that it he, it's a gift from Jesus. It's a gift from him, you know? And so, it, it, and it doesn't have to look like what someone else's experience looks like. Mm-hmm. I didn't fall out. I just laid on the bed and I prayed. I prayed. I, I just went to sleep praying. And the next day I knew I was different. And I can't tell you that my experience, I've, most of the time I sense God's presence and spirit in my life. I probably cry more. I probably worship. It's probably more just me and God here alone in this room that I'm in right now by myself. Um, but still, um, it's not like someone else's experience might be, you know, they run around the room. Someone else's experience mm-hmm. maybe they did. Someone else's experience maybe that they just sit in solitude and feel God's change over their life. It's really, if you focus on the experience, I think you miss God. I think Come it's on. that you're focusing on God himself and whoever he wants to reveal himself to you. Focus on him revealing Jesus to you. Not trying to get an experience. That's how you get a devil in you. That's that's how you get the, that's how you get mysticism. That's how you trying to get experience. Mm. Um, but when, when you're seeking God and God, the Holy Spirit, to show you the truth of who Jesus is. Now, but check this check this out. Peter preaches at Cornelius's house, 
did not stop to have revival while he's preaching Jesus. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit fell on all of them. Mm-hmm. He didn't stop to say, let me have an offer line. Let me have a prayer line. You know, let me bring the national prophetess in. While he's preaching Jesus, he didn't even finish his message and the Holy Spirit fell on all of them without. And, and as a matter of fact, he probably wouldn't have because of the whole no touching Gentiles situation. Mm-hmm. Racism existed back then, too. Right. And so, you know, so but Holy Spirit filled them. the Holy Spirit filled them and touched their lives. And it didn't look like it did. It did not look like it did. Uh, 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 it did not happen like it did in Acts, in Acts, in Acts chapter two. In Acts chapter two, you see the Bible says it came in like a mighty rushing wind. That wasn't their experience, but it was all about Jesus. And so I think if the person that is wanting to be filled with the Holy Spirit, one of them believe in God, believe in Jesus Christ, and then check this out, it, it don't overcomplicate it. The Bible, Jesus said this, the father, he said, he said, if a son asked his father for a fish, would he give him a stone? How much more will the father give the spirit to those that ask? So it's really about first, who's asking? You know, it's son asking. If my child asks me for whatever they really need, I'm not going to give them something that's going to hurt them. I'm going to give them the thing that's going to help. So it's really about asking in faith that, hey, he is my father. I am his child. And I know my father will give me what I need, especially if I'm wanting more of him. Why would he not give me more of him? How much more? If we being evil do that for our children, how much more will the Father give the Spirit that asks? So again, it's about faith. It's about being, you know, coming to Him as our Father, knowing that He wants to give us His Holy Spirit. And then three, it's it's not looking for a specific experience. And so that's going to answer your other question about, well, do I have to speak in tongues? And I know there are initial evidence people, you know, that would say you have to speak in tongues, um, you know, and I believe you can speak in tongues when you receive the Holy Spirit. Do I believe that the baptism of the Holy Spirit has to come with speaking tongues? Mm, again, if you're looking for experience, your focus is on the wrong thing. Because mm-hmm. again, you need we need to ask ourselves, why was the speaking in tongues in the first place? We missed that, you know, because we feel like it's, the initial evidence of speaking in tongues was so that they could carry the gospel into all world, to all languages and all cultures. Yeah. And so we don't we, we we don't even think about carrying the gospel besides anybody but ourselves and oh, what now? Now here, Holy Ghost right here and people that look like us, because right. the move of the Holy Spirit for that time was that the gospel would go to people that didn't look or talk like them. So they need to receive the gift of speaking in tongues. So we only talk, we want to talk about what Holy Pastor. Spirit really came from. He came for, he came to make us witnesses to people that look like us and don't look like us. That Come was on. the purpose of speaking in tongues, not to have the experience only. So again, if we're looking for experience, but if we're looking for having the power of Jesus on the inside of us, the power of God working in our lives so that through our lifestyles, our character, our love for other people and our message that it will be convincing to convince them that Jesus is real. Then look, I don't know what that may look like when it happens, but I know what the results are going to be. Pastor, pastor, you done, you done just killed the whole (laughs) <laughs> no, let me tell you something. You done messed everybody up because people, so many people are looking for a certain experience. Mm-hmm. I, I hear that so much, especially in our generation, because they're not they're not planted, truly planted and going after God. They, they want him, but they're not really going after him because they're so caught up in the moment. And yeah. your example to, to even the scripture. You know what I mean? It, it, it just puts everything in perspective. So people, please hear what Pastor just said, because 
It has to be a hunger. Bless the yeah. those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. If you Come want on. that feeling, if you if you're really desiring that feeling, there is a hunger. There is certain things that you're going to do, not just inside a building. Not just watching live stream, but this is something that you're going to do everywhere you go. You're just going to seek them. You're going to seek them. And, and, and that is so important. Let me hush because I feel preach coming up from my belly. Preach, Marcus. <laughs> so I'm going to chill and pass it because you just tore that up, sir. Oh, that was awesome. No, that's that's good because, you know, I. it's funny because I, I've – I I struggle with this a lot, um, I would say, growing up and even going off to college because uh, I remember going to college and I had an experience. And it's it's funny story, but it's not. <laughs> uh, you'll probably laugh. But um, the fir- my first encounter with um, trying to speak in tongues was was kind of. Yeah, we just going to go there. It, it was it was it was weird. Uh, mainly because when it happened, uh, we were in this prayer service and uh, I was with my roommate and we went into this prayer service um, and the guy was working with me. He was, he was, he was right there with me. He was like, you know, just speak what's in your heart. Just, just say what's in your heart, what's in your mind, what's in your soul. I mean, and pastor like you, the only thing that was on my mind was I'm hungry. Like I ain't thinking about, you know, speaking in tongues or anything <laughs> like this. Like, you know, I'm, I'm very hungry. I'm not really thinking about it on that level, you know, trying to speak in tongues. But yeah, I'm hearing everyone say hamburger, french fry, hamburger, french fry, right, hamburger, right. french fry. Right, <laughs> 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 in a row, right, in a row. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so, like, I'm hearing everyone around me, even my roommate, I'm seeing that he's speaking and he's praying in tongues, all this stuff. And I'm like, yo, I really want to do this. And so, like, the first thing that came, <laughs> the first tongue that came to my mind was I used to watch Jamal Bryant a lot back in the day. His tongue was in the back of my mind. So I just started saying what he was saying. And then the guy, and they were like, oh my gosh, he has the Holy Ghost. He has the Holy Ghost. But I was really just saying it so I can, you know, kind of get out the way because I was hungry and I really wanted to go. And it's embarrassing that it is that that really happened. Yeah, yeah. But now I'm thinking about it, going back, like, you know, I was really gung-ho about, you know, hey, you know, it's a requirement. I have to speak in tongues. I have to do this. I have to do that. But to be honest with you, it's not really a requirement for your salvation or a requirement to show that you have the Holy Ghost. It's just a gift to my, and it's just to me, it's just a gift that expresses what the Holy Ghost is inside of you. And I believe that, you know, as you continue to grow, as you continue to nurture, because I truly believe that there's a lot of people that are out there that has never spoken tongues, but they have the Holy Ghost. They have God on the inside because he's constantly telling them things. He's constantly pouring stuff into them and he's constantly using them, whether or not they're able to speak in tongues or not. And going back from that instance, and I remember the first time that I actually ever did really speak in tongues for real, I was having a conversation with my mom and she was telling me about one of her friends. She was like, you know, she really feels like she can't get this house because, you know, she just doesn't have the money to get it. And it just came over me. I just said, you know, God said she's going to have it. And just right then I spoke in tongues and I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, you know, I felt something when I said when I said it was and it was more of a prophetic thing. And it was just God using me in that moment to speak 
more than it was just me trying to prove that I had improved trying to do this and the other. It was just me really allowing God to use me after being, uh, I would say, after really going after him more during that time. Now, since then, to be honest with you, I haven't spoken tongues like that since then, since that moment. And that was many years ago. And it's only because it's not because I'm not seeking after God and I'm not hungry after that. Like, let me just be completely transparent and real. No, I mean, God speaks to me and he deals with me in many different ways. And I don't have to speak in tongues in order for God to really, you know, commute to communicate with God on that level. But I do understand the importance of speaking in tongues. And I do want to get back to that. Um, I would say get back to that place where I am speaking in tongues, where I am going forth and I am doing all that. But I know that it's not a requirement for my salvation right now. And I want to make that clear for everyone that's, you know, that is a non-believer, believer, whoever you are. You know, it is not a requirement for you to be saved. Oh, you saved. Now you got to speak in tongues. Now you need the Holy Ghost. No, it's not that it's not required of you. And so go ahead. The only requirement for salvation and this would change the world. You know, if we believed it, the only the only requirement for salvation um, is to believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God, that he was raised from the dead by the father and um, he's alive and that we're going to heaven to be with him. That's the only requirement for salvation. Um, You know, not that plus speaking in tongues, not that plus baptism. You know, let me help some folk because I know that's going to put that's going to get you a lot of good comments right there from. Some of my it's so, so not that plus <laughs> baptism. Um, and for those who would say, well, you know, the Bible says, well, the man who died on the cross with Jesus, that that criminal did not have it. Did rain that day on him? Jesus said, "This day you'll be with me in paradise." It's not. It wasn't required for. It's not that plus voting this way or voting that way. It, it, it's not that plus having the right political agenda checked off. It's believing that Jesus Christ. Is, it's not that plus being in a specific denomination is believing that Jesus Christ is the son of God. Now, that faith is going to make you is going to um, uh, produce some things in your life that's going to resemble what you believe. Uh, but the but the belief is what gets you saved is what gets mm-hmm. you rescued is what gets you eternal life and relationship with God. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, sometimes when we, again, do these add ons and, you know, and I, and, I, and I think that one of the things that is. Uh, that again, because we we get caught up in the mi- major minors sometimes or mid majors, we miss the real things, which is mm-hmm. what G- what the Word of God says that we should be looking for when the Holy Spirit is in your life. I tell yeah. you what it does. And now I don't I don't know if everybody will speak in tongues, but what what we should see is we should see love, faith. We, we should see the fruit of the Spirit, patience. You know, mm-hmm. we, we speak in tongues, but we don't. We nasty to people that nasty to the waiters at the restaurant. You know, it, we speak in tongues uh, in a, in a tongue, uh, but but we don't forgive people. We have resentment against people that do stuff to us. Um, mm-hmm. we, we and we so we don't have love. We don't care about people. We don't have patience and and forbearance with people. We don't we don't move um, to. We're not moved with compassion at the needs of others, but we say. Where spirit feel now. All I know, you know, I'm just reading the Bible. My Bible says you can speak with the tongue of men and angels, but if you have not love, you're nothing. I know folk that walk right by you in church don't speak, but they will, and that same person will go up and get that mic and dance and shout. And so again, you know, it's the the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can do both. He can move in your life so that you can love people, care about people, 
Uh, be there for people when they need you to be there for them, whether you know them or not. Uh, love your enemy. You know, again, we don't we don't want to talk about those things that the Holy Spirit does. He give giving you the supernatural ability to love people you shouldn't be, be unlovely. Uh, but so love your enemy, love your neighbor, care about people, uh, believe God in tough times. You know that faith that that Holy Spirit gives. Th- those are the, the 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 fruit, the evidence of the Spirit in your life. And you can do that and praise the Lord. But what you can't do is do that. Uh, is praise the Lord, dance, shout, and not have the fruit of the Spirit. Mm, you, can, you can't speak. You can speak. You can speak with tongues of men and angels. You can preach and run folk around the room, but if you don't have love, the Bible says you're nothing. You're not- no, nothing. 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 Y'all care what your title is. I don't care what your chain you got around your neck. I don't care what you know. What family you're going? You can be third generation, fifth generation. If you have not love, if everybody calling you on everybody's flyer, but if you have not love, mm. you don't care about people. We don't love people. We're not there for people in hard times. We we are we're unforgiving about people who've done stuff to us. And I ain't talking about forgive and not forget. I'm talking about really letting things go that people right, have wow. done to you. If that if the Holy Spirit ain't working in your life that way, then the Bible says you are nothing. Mm-hmm. So so we you know we 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 I think again that comes through, through you know a little bit of Bible reading to understand who the Holy Spirit <laughs> really is. And I, you know, it ain't like I'm quoting Hebrew and Greek, right? I'm not, right. I'm not, I'm not in a theology book back here. That's, <laughs> it, I mean, you know, it's, it's in, the, it's in the, it's in the text that we read all the time and no, yeah, but we, we've made, made, we made minors the majors. I, wow. And I, and I think this is important because like we, we're separating the Holy Spirit versus having tongues. When you look at first Corinthians 14 and two, come on, bro. It, it says for he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, tongue, Speak if not unto men, but unto God. That's mm-hmm. first and foremost. So we have to understand people. What we're saying is even when you if, if you're blessed with the gift of tongues, men are because there's three types of tongues, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So it, 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 that first one is not for men, it's not for the experience, as Pastor has said. So a lot of times we're looking to try to impress something they, they can't even understand. When the tongue is meant to, um, God, for God to interpret to unlock something on the inside yep. of us, mm-hmm. so we have we really have to uh, we really have to. This is the fundamentals. I really need y'all to tune in because we're hitting on things that people are missing, and, and it's causing the power of God to be stricken, if you will, because we have so much more to offer as believers, but yep. we're missing the fundamental part. Uh, that that's my only two cent that I wanted to add. I'm gonna leave it alone because y'all be getting me started. <laughs> y'all be getting me boy. I love it though. This is awesome. This is no, awesome. no, that's good. And though, for those who are joining us, you know, we are about 12 minutes uh, from from cutting this feed, or before they cut us off. I, I highly doubt they're gonna cut us off. <laughs> but, you know, we're talking about who is Holy Spirit with Pastor Daryl Wills of Ascend Worship Church. Um, you know, we've been having a great conversation for this entire 48 minutes and counting. Um, and I, I really wanted to uh, really got, dive a little bit deeper. Uh, if anyone have any questions before I go any further, anyone have any questions, post them in the comments. If you have any comments, we're posting them on the screen. So definitely let us know. Put them in the comments. We'll put them up. We'll, we'll go from there. Uh, but I want to dive a little bit deeper, you know, because Pastor, you hit on something that was very key, you know, and I think that is one of the issues that a lot of people are having with uh, understanding who God is, 
in in form of the three persons of the God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit, because of the fact that they see that their pastor, and I'm just going to go there, their pastor may be a wonderful man of God. He may be full of charisma. He may be full of energy, all these, this, that, and the third, but he mistreated them or he have maybe have molested them or he maybe he have done something wrong. And yet, it's like you said, they get up in the pulpit and they continue to preach, pray, holler, speak in tongues, do all these different things, put on this performance, but they do not have that love aspect. And it doesn't seem like that they are really trying to, um, how can I say, be repented uh, or repentant of those things that they have done towards people. And so I'm really kind of coming for the person that's hurt right now and that's really dealing with that, you know. How can you separate the person as as far as the 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 pastor, this man, this person from who God truly is and how he's not like man? That's what the Bible said. He is not like man. Yeah. And so that's so, my question. So first let me let me draw a little bit of nuance in the um in the scenario. Um, so when it comes to someone that has experienced molestation or rape, um, or been robbed of their money, um, or, you know, have been, you know, some type of criminal activity that that part that that pastor has done to them or their family, um, you know, that pastor needs to go to jail, right? Um, so quite frankly, but, but then there's another space, you know, of where pastors um, say things, do things that may hurt people in some type of way. Now, um, uh, Paul said this. Paul said that desire not to be teachers, that is, don't desire to be pastors, because mm-hmm. in many things we offend all. Right. So when you are in leadership position, pastors can easily offend, hurt people's feelings. Sometimes it's because, you know, of their humanity. Sometimes it's because they're holding people accountable and they don't want to be held accountable. Sometimes they just offended at the word. Right. And so there again. So you have to kind of nuance, you know, what the experience of people are because people will get offended at pastoral leadership differently um, depending on where they may be coming from or depending on the scenario. Um, now, you know, another thing that I think will help us understand is that uh, that G- G- Paul said this also, Paul, who, you know, ministered the gospel all over, um, you know, the Asia Minor, Asia at that time from pretty much from Jerusalem to Spain, uh, he ministered the word of God, established hundreds of churches and all that type of thing. But Paul said um, he talked about how um, when this Holy Spirit would be in a person's life, he says, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And he says that um, that God, the Holy Spirit, what God would do is he would um, reveal the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ, taking the blinders off of us. And then he said right after that, he said this, we he, speaking of himself and his leadership team, he said, we have this treasure, this ability that this responsibility to manifest the truth, he said to every man's conscience, he said, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Mm-hmm. So we have, the, as, as Christian leaders, this, this, ability, this responsibility and, and graced ability to, turn, to open up people's eyes to change their eternity, this, this eternal, glorious, perfect power of God in weak jars of clay, mm-hmm. in weak earthen vessels. And I don't think people typically approach pastors that way. They don't approach lawyers that way. They don't approach doctors that way. They approach most of most other professions as humans. 
But with pastors, it's in some type of way they put they they're put on a pedestal. Now sometimes the pastor put himself on a pedestal. Yeah. I literally said at a St. Worship Church last Sunday, listen, do not put me on a pedestal. Now I, I should be living, I should be doing my best to live the life. I should be I should be cheating on my wife. You know, I shouldn't be messing around with no other women in the church. You know, I should be loving my kids. I should be working. My I should be paying bills, you know, that type of thing. Um, but do not put me on a pedestal to think I'm perfect or flawless. That's again, because in church we have made ourselves little popes infallible, you know, that we yeah. cannot fail, we cannot do wrong. It, when we when people see the humanity of us, when they see the humanity of Marcus, they see the humanity of TJ, they see I ain't on every day, you know, they, they see that, you know, some days, you know, they, I just, you know, you cut me off in traffic, I may feel some type of way about that, you know, they, they, they see that, you know, I, that at work, me and my kids on the way, you know, don't judge me, uh, but me and my kids on the way to work this morning, I know what I got to deal with, I'm listening to LL Cool J on my way to work. Oh man, the pastor <laughs> listens to LL. He is good, you know. And so again, you know, so when they see that the pastor is not, uh, is the pastor is human. Yeah. That that's the uh, that's the glory of our salvation, man. I mean, the glory of our salvation is that Jesus. Paul said this. Paul said Jesus Christ came in the world to save sinners. The Apostle Paul, Bishop yeah. Paul, said Jesus Christ came in the world to save sinners. Of who I am, the worst. So I think it's first starting with understanding. That the pastor is not flawless. Mm. That the pastor is human. That yeah. God, the God's spirit has given him authority, Thank and God's too. spirit has given him supernatural enabling. You know, Thank in you. a lot of ways to live, uh, live to try to live the best he can to preach the word faithfully. You know, but it's uh, the the Holy Spirit, this this treasure in an earthen vessel, and mm. I think understanding that will help us so that we don't so that people don't get out bent out of shape. Now again. You know, sometimes, you know, sometimes church hurt people, people hurt from church and they know they don't even know the pastor. They ain't even have a conversation with the pastor. But in some type of way, you know, they've been hurt. Uh, and and then and I'm not denying. And so, again, I told you about the people who've been raped and, you know, and some type of criminal activity or molested. But what I am talking about, what we do have to manage and monitor is how we view the who the pastor, who our Christian leaders are, because they're human just like us. You know, yes, they should be living as an example. But they're not going to live. I can tell you, if you waiting on Daryl to live that example every day, it ain't going to happen. You know, if you, if, if, if my, and, and again, I already told us in. All right, look, follow me as I follow Christ. But just know that in every moment of every day, you know, I am still pursuing him. I'm still pressing towards the mark. That's and if it. you can see that, if you can appreciate that as a person who is also pressing, now you give a little bit of grace because, you know, we, we hold people to standards that we don't want people to hold us to. Right. We tell people we tell people when it come to us, don't judge, but we judge everybody. Right. And so, right. you know, we but so hold them accountable, but yet understand that God's spirit is still working in their lives. Again, I ain't talking about stealing, thugging. Yeah. I ain't talking about pastors that pastors molesting people sleep without everybody in congregation. But what right. I am talking about, those that are trying to live and follow Christ. Amen. Amen. That's all. Awesome. Did you want to add anything, Marcus? Nah, I, you hit it on the head, Pastor. I think that's important because, you know, I'm a, a armor bearer to my pastor as well as a minister, but, you know, just him and seeing how people just have this expectation of him and not realizing that he's still human. You know what I mean? And, and we don't, and, and like you said, people don't give that grace. And, but you don't realize, you know, the sacrifice, you know, I see it firsthand, the sacrifice that pastors put in going above and beyond, 
You know what I mean? And sometimes, you know, I can get flesh. I have to walk away. I just mm -hmm. need because I'm just like, I can't respond for him because people can be so disrespectful. And you got to remember, you know, he's still a man or, or, or a woman, whoever's in that position. You know what I mean? So we need that level of grace. There was only one perfect one. You know, and even Jesus had to, to toss some tables, you know, because y'all was disrespecting his church. You know, right. <laughs> you know, right. so at the end of the day, I, I think, you know, what you said, Pastor, was very key. And I and I believe wholeheartedly that just reached somebody because as you were speaking, I just felt that in my spirit. And mm -hmm. I pray that it did and, and brought some healing and people to know that, you know, we're trying to, you know, even though you're they're looking, you're looking at a pastor. He's trying to point you to Jesus. It's not yeah. about him. And any pastor that makes it about him, you might want to check that. You know what I mean? But, but the pastors I know, you know, uh, if the humility that they have and how they point you to Jesus, that's what you need to focus on. So I, yeah. I appreciate that, Pastor, for real. Yeah, that's key. Apostle uh, Mark said, be careful that one uh, does not stereotype other pastors and leaders based on past hurts. And that is so key because even within the context of Holy Spirit, you know, we need the Holy Spirit to show us and, and to really give us that spirit of discernment so that we're able to interpret when people are doing us wrong and, and people's true intentions and, to, and true motives. One of the ways to really do that is by developing, you know, different relationships with these different people. You're not going to know what a person is like unless you get to know that person. I'm not saying that you got to get real deep into a relationship with them to be doing this, that. that. No, just have a basic level beyond a hey and bye conversation type uh, relationship with your pastor, with your leader, with different people so that you can truly understand who they are. Now, yes, once you do that, you know, you do kind of open yourself up to being hurt in some sense or in some places because, you know, you don't really know what people's true motives is. But that's when you really, as we as we've been saying, rely on the Holy Spirit to really show you that this person is really not against you, that they're for you. But even if they do end up hurting you, understand that God is still on your side, even if a person does you wrong. Bible says that God will always, you know, avenge you. You know, he will always seek to avenge you for those who have hurt you or those who have done you wrong, especially those who are um, who are prophets, who are who are God's anointed to do his work. You know, God is not going to let, you know, those people just get off easy by doing his people dirty. And so we have to make sure that, you know, you have that level of grace, have that level of love to extend towards people um, because people are not God. And I think that's one of the biggest issues that a lot of people um, really deal with or trying to understand is that, you know, they, they place their pastor on the same pedestal, as you said, or their leader or anybody who's in their life that is a, more of a spiritual figure. It could be your friend, your mama, your daddy, your auntie, your uncle, whoever. You place them on that pedestal. And the moment that they let you down, you think, oh, well, God has let me down. God has never let you down. That person may have let you down, but God has never let you have never let you down. And he never will. That person will fall short because they are human and they can only go as far as their humanistic beings can go. But God will always love you. He will always be there for you. He will always comfort you, even when someone does um, hurt you or someone does you wrong. God is still there. He's still by your side and he's still on your side. 
And it's more so of having more faith and trust in God more than having faith and trust in man. Because like we said, man is going to let you down regardless. If you if you look at me and think that I'm a great person, I'm a perfect, I'm going to let you down. I'm pretty sure I've let a lot of people down <laughs> in so many ways. But at the same time, I'm not God and I understand that I'm not God and I'm not trying to um, trying to portray that I'm God. I may be God's servant. I may be God's mouthpiece and certain um, certain um, titles or certain hats and different things. But I am not God. I I do. And I, I speak for kind of all of us. We wear our titles and we don't take those things lightly. We, we, we definitely appreciate the, the mantles that God has given us, but we do not assume the position of being God, period, in anything that we do. As Pastor said, we always point people more uh, to God and point people to him. And so, Pastor. Um, well, what, one thing I know, just I know you got to go. But one thing I, I think, again, you know, it being spirit-filled people, spirit-filled congregations, as well as spirit-filled leadership. Is, you know, I think, you know, it's easy. We live in a culture of dishonor, right? We live in a culture, you know, where you're, you get fame by disrespecting people on the internet. You yep. can become famous by being disrespectful of leadership. You get, you get, you become famous by, by how, by trying to catch the person and expose, you know, the things that they may be doing that um, may not necessarily always be flawless. Um, and so, you know, to me, you know, I think what, one of the things that the Holy Spirit gives you is a sense of being able to honor leaders, you know, to being able to give uh, give the right level of respect to leaders. David, da- David was being hunted by Saul, right? But David never disrespected Saul. He always gave Saul the honor that he should give him. And so we, because we got, te- we got kids in school that straight disrespecting teachers, like, you know, standing up in chairs so they can punch teacher in the face. Listen, I'm going to jail today. You know, again, <laughs> I done told y'all, Pastor ain't flawless. You know, uh, so if, if your child stand up in this chair and try to swing on me, then I'm go ahead and take this job. You can have it. I'll get another one. Um, and so, so you, but because we have a culture of dishonor, and see, while the chill, well, well, a lot of times we'll see the child did child coming for the teacher, and the teacher done had so much they respond, and we see the video of that, but you don't see how they met that child was disrespecting. Ooh. And touch and and swinging at and doing stuff to that child, that that parent, that teacher, the whole while. And in the same way, and when it comes, sometimes when it comes to how we do church leaders, our pastors, our evangelists, those who we should hold in honor and respect, we only want a clip of the part that they do after we done got on their last nerve, after we've been disrespectful, after we haven't, after we haven't obeyed God, after we you know have all these scenarios and um, being you know getting little cults and clicks and all these types of things again. You know, and, and after we do all that, when the pastor, when the leaders uh, like Moses, Moses got to a point that they look, them folk got on Moses. Moses missed the whole promised land. He missed the whole promised land, whole promised land behind anger management because of because <laughs> how people got on his nerve. And so, again, you know, I think there is there is a responsibility. We want to put it all on our leaders as though it's all on them. And and, and that we should we have a responsibility to live as examples as best God anoints us and gives us power to be. Uh, but also it's a responsibility. The Bible says, honor, honor those who labor among you, honor your leaders, give double honor to those who teach the word of God. So the Bible, the, the whole, the spirit of God wrote that same God that said, um, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit shall come upon you. Same Holy Spirit said that we should honor leadership. We should know how to be respectful 
you know, of, of leadership. Because again, as ones that care for your souls, man, the way these, it ain't, it look, look, pastormen don't, for some it may pay, but for the overwhelming majority, man, these, the average size of a church is 75 members. For the overwhelming majority of pastors, they work in two jobs. They try to take care of their family. They sacrifice their family time, putting their own money in, giving people money to support their lives. None of that ever comes out in a lie. None of that ever comes out on trolls. None of that ever comes out. The only thing that comes out is the moment of weakness that they have. When they, they all year long, they might have been supporting, loving, caring, preaching, praying. Um, and so Holy Spirit, if you really, but we'll say, well, we got discernment. The Spirit is discerning me, pastors. No, but your spirit ain't discerning all these things that he or she may be doing that is being a blessing to many. And so I think that, you know, that, that whole, that, it, that, that, and I'm going to close with this doc, I promise you, and I ain't said doc in a long time, uh, but, but when <laughs> the Bible says this, when it talks about Holy Spirit, it says that, um, that be drunk, be filled, be, be drunk, not with wine, where it's an excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it tells you that. So it compared, makes this comparison. So being drunk, when you're drunk, you're under the influence. But it says, don't be under the influence of, of alcohol, but be filled under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And then it tells you what you should see when a person is under the influence. Husbands, love your wives. Wives, mm-hmm. obey. Filled with the Holy Spirit right now. We, again, shouting only, you don't see this. But being under the influence of the Holy Spirit, husbands ought to love their wives when you're spirit-filled. Wives, it says, wives, obey your husbands. Now, I know somebody just got out the spirit right there. Um, children, <laughs> obey your parents. It's amazing to me that children got to obey, but but so what children obey your parents. And so there's this respect that Holy Spirit, that being under the influence of the Holy Spirit brain, that the wife respects her husband, respects his wife, wife respects her husband, children respects their parents. And so in the same way, Holy Spirit ought to bring respect to those that respect is due to. Yeah. Yeah. Holy Spirit really brings forth um, the order that we are supposed to set. Um, and and as you were just listing all those things, that literally just dropped in my spirit. Because as I was thinking about Genesis chapter one, where it says where we see the Holy Spirit, you know, hovering over the face of the deep of the waters, you know, what what was the Holy Spirit's purpose? Really to restore order, to to bring order to those things. And even as we deal with our own lives, going from the beginning of time till now, the Holy Spirit has always came in to restore order and also to remind us to keep us and to and to do all of these things so that we are um, presenting God in the best light that we can, even in our mess ups, because we're going to mess up. We're going to do things that's not pleasing to nobody. (laughs) But even in that thing, even in those in those moments, the Holy Spirit will always come through and set the order. Like like the Bible said, it always come in and set the standard when the spirit uh, I'm about to tear the scripture. I'm not even going to go there, but <laughs> I'm not even going to go there. But it always brings forth the order that is necessary. Yeah, I think in the, you know, to answer one of your questions earlier, man, I think that the Holy Spirit for that for that person that may be watching that has, you know, situations that have happened to them in church. And I know I get it, you know, just like family, you know, you don't expect family to do you wrong. You don't expect your church family either. Right. And so mm-hmm. it, it so it, it, it feels different. You know, it feels different because, you know, I'm open to you. I'm vulnerable to you. Same thing with husband or wife. Right. I'm open to you. I'm vulnerable to you. So it hurts. It challenges more, more worse. It, the challenge is, is is it cuts deeper. It cuts differently. Yeah. Um, it's for that person that may be watching that you've experienced things in church churches. You know, one the one church ain't all. 
one yeah. crazy person ain't all. Um, there are some leaders and, and servants out there that love Jesus. So don't give Jesus a try again and not just Jesus. Give church a try again. I can tell you, listen, I I, there, there were some great church people that nurtured me up. Um, there were some great church people that cared and took time out with me. Um, so listen, give 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 God and in people another chance um, and then forgive. Jesus can heal the deepest hurt, the deepest, the deepest places of your life. His spirit in you will give you power to forgive and not only to forgive, to love that person. Listen, stuff has happened to me in church situations and I love them. I want the best for them. If they call me, I would do for them, you know, because the, because you have to have a forgiveness. You you going on and you're bound. You don't let this person. Cardi B said this is the one thing that Cardi B said. I don't I'm not a Cardi B fan, but Cardi B said this to a girl. She was in her in her stream. And Cardi said this girl said, I want to commit suicide because these people, these friends are talking about me. These people at school are talking about me. Uh, and Cardi said, well, you just gonna let them finish you off. And, and so and that's the one thing out of her whole mouth that her entire existence <laughs> I've ever known who Cardi B is that I thought made sense. Uh, and, and in the same way, you know, because these people, not just church, because we get hurt in a lot of places that we keep going back to. We get hurt at work, but we go to work every day. Uh, so in these places where people have hurt your feelings, um, you're going to let them move you and make you change your job and change your career, what you dream to do. Yeah. You're going to let these, this person that you had this bad experience with make you miss God, your calling. I ain't going to church no more. I don't want nothing to do off of one person. You just going to let him finish them, finish you off. No, God has greater things for you. Mm -hmm. God has more for you. And listen, God has greater relationship for you. I know I can tell you that that way, because what you're doing is you're closing yourself off. I don't want anybody to do this to me again. But the Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now and saying you're closing yourself off. You're, you feel like you're protecting yourself, but you're putting yourself in a prison. You're putting yourself that note that you because you can't you can't get any hurt in, but you can't get love in either. You can't get you can't get strength in either. You can't get mentoring in either because you close yourself off. And not only that, you can't get the grace and goodness and blessing of who you are out. So, man, listen, open up again. Try it again. And oh, well, they might hurt me. Yes, they may. But God is God enough to give you strength to forgive again. Jesus looked at look at Peter and Peter said, Lord, how many times should we forgive? He thought he was doing something by saying seven times seven. Oh, 49. 49 for the same thing. Oh, yeah, that's good. Jesus, I, I forgave. We didn't give somebody four times. He said 49. Jesus said, no, nah, 70 times 70. He said un basically unlimited time because unlimited. we receive unlimited forgiveness from Christ. So he forgives us. Then from from things we mess up, I can tell you, Pastor, I ain't, I ain't perfect. So I trip up over things again and again and again. Same thing. Sometimes same thing I tripped over last year. And so, so and, and I've had to go to God to forgive me, forgive me of those things. But also that get, make, should make me merciful so that when people do thus, people do things to me and they do it again and again, that I can forgive them. But we don't want that. We don't want that part. We want mercy. But but, but the Holy Spirit in us makes us merciful. Amen. Amen. I'm done, man, because I know I done, we done took it to no. 112, so I'm done. I'm stopping. Right. <laughs> but that's just the Holy Ghost moving. You know but yeah, man, this is this was great. This is really a great uh, conversation, a really great episode. Those who um, have missed that you maybe you came in on the tail end. Uh, we are we were talking about who is Holy Spirit within our fundamental series. Go back and listen to the entire conversation. I know it's, it says an hour and 12 minutes. You know, if you just skip past maybe like the first five minutes, you'll really get into the conversation. 
But, <laughs> but you know, it, it, it's a really great conversation. Last week we had Pastor um, Robbie Lashua. Uh, he talked about who is Jesus. This week we have Pastor um, Daryl Williams with us talking about who is Holy Spirit. Uh, next week, I believe we're going to uh, kind of pivot a little bit. I may ask somebody. I have a person, a couple people in mind that I may ask. But next week we're going to deal with the concept of sin. And so it's going to be very, very informative because I, I want to break down sin to its bare minimals. <laughs> I mean, there's it's so many different layers to sin, but I really want to talk about what sin is. And, and also I want to talk about who God the Father is. So we may couple that, those two together, God the Father and sin, um, and why God hates sin so much. He may hate sin, but he does not hate the sinner. And so let's, let's make that distinction. Um, and so with that being said, uh, Marcus, do you have any closing remarks before we um, close out, head out? Subscribe. Tune in Wednesdays. Uh, yeah. we're, we're, we're driven young men who love God with everything that we have. Um, this is not a show. This is something that we were use, utilizing to impact the world. I believe in my brother TJ's vision for this. So please, please support. There may be somebody, a young man or a young woman that can hear this. Uh, and because people feel like our generation ain't out here trying to make noise for the gospel, but we are. So please, please, if you will, um, just please share this. Um, and I pray, my prayer is that, uh, our, the generation before us and the generation that is now we're able to work together to achieve the common goal. And that's to give everybody Jesus Christ. So Amen. I have. Amen. You love that. Pastor, do you have any closing remarks? No, uh, thank you so much for having me. Um, I, I was a blessing to kind of hang. Get, good to meet you today, Marcus, and uh, good to hang out, TJ. As always, you know it, this was so much fun, and I, I'm just blessed to be a part of it. And I pray God would just continue to bless you all to just reach people, help them have understanding. Amen. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. This ain't the last time you're gonna be back on here. So that's don't, it. Don't even try. <laughs> I, told you. Here, like, I told you. you. I told you get my invoice in your mailbox now. I told you get my <laughs> right. Go ahead and send that doc. But uh we, we appreciate you and we definitely thank God for you. Pastor, I'm gonna ask you if you would close us out in prayer. Um and we'll go ahead and head out. Gotcha. So Father, we just thank you today, God, for your grace, your goodness, your kindness, your tender mercy. We thank you for your son Jesus Christ, who you've given to down the cross for our sins. We thank you, Father, for for TJ and Marcus and the anointing and grace, God, that you have on their lives. Father God, we thank you for the One Faith Live ministry, oh God, and we pray, oh God, that it would continue to reach those, oh God, and give people understanding and strength and love and power and faith in Jesus Christ. We pray, oh God, today, oh God, that you'll bless those, oh God, that are watching. God, somebody right now is asking you that they will be filled with your spirit, God, and we pray, God, even now that you would fill them, God, with the Holy Spirit. God, somebody, God, needs to be refilled. Somebody was filled 15 years ago, 20 years ago. God, fill them again with the Holy Spirit tonight, God, tonight in their apartment, in their dorm room, Father God, in their house, in their living room. We pray, God, that you would baptize and fill somebody, change their lives, oh God, that they can understand, Lord, with a feeling that gives them an overflowing knowledge of who Jesus is in their hearts and lives right now. Fill them with the fullness of God. Let God the Spirit live in them yes. and abide in them and love them and strengthen them in the name of Jesus. Yes. Father, that person that needs healing, we pray for healing in their bodies. Jesus, you said you came to heal the brokenhearted. So those that are brokenhearted, oh God, for loss of loved ones, loss of mother, father, oh God, loss of cousin and nephew, br brother and friend, we pray that you'll bring healing to the brokenhearted tonight. 
heal, O oh God, those that are sick that be amongst us. We pray, Lord, that you would save that person that doesn't know you as their Lord and Savior tonight. Father God, I pray that they would accept you tonight, that they would send TJ a message, send someone a message to say, I want to accept Jesus as my Savior. I've been letting these things kill me off, take me away from who I know, God, you called me to be and your salvation in my life. So do it tonight, God. Father, we pray that you will bless us and our families and continue, oh God, to have mercy on us. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Amen.